just to say, as we launch in, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what's coming our way in 2024, uh, because we're talking about, initially, what God's up to. One of the things I'm finding on my journey is uh, Satan wants you to repeat yesterday over and over and over again. He wants to get you stuck in repetition in a boring life. God is always doing a new thing. And so if things are feeling a bit familiar, I encourage you to say, okay, God, what are you up to? What's going on? And, and my sense is as we step into 2024, 20, most of us will be even finding it hard to put language around what God's up to. But the journey is for us to be able to name and put language around what God is up to. So as we dive in, I encourage you, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah 54. I discovered uh, that this passage, which has been personally very significant for me, was actually also the passage that a man by the name of David Jones, we've got an army now walking in with paper here at Mornington, so if you Never. So if you, if you need the bits of paper, stick up your hand and, and your, your hands will be full very quickly. Um, I, I found this, as I wrote about this uh, passage actually in my book, Six Radical Decisions, uh, and I, it's been one that I've personally been wrestling with over a long period of time, really because I've been wrestling with what does it mean to be in community in my life. I've lived in six different Christian intentional communities where Christians get together and say, we're going to try and share life together because of our faith. Uh, and one of the things you quickly discover is it's complicated because people are complicated. But this, this passage, Isaiah 54, uh, sort of gets to the heart of it. And what I found fascinating is a man by the name of David Jones. Do you remember David Jones? He was a consultant for this church, I believe. And he was particularly helpful uh, or particularly involved, I don't know how helpful he was, I, can't, I wasn't here, uh, in, in the process of Lena Valley joining with Mornington uh, and becoming citywide Baptist church. And he actually preached on the first Sunday of citywide Baptist church. And this was the passage, Isaiah 54, verses 2 to 4. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. One of the challenges for many of us is we get to like our tents. We get to like how they feel. We get to know, like where everything is. And the, the invitation here in Isaiah is to enlarge the place of your tent. And I, brace yourself. I have a sense that God is calling us as Citywide Baptist to enlarge the place of our tent. And in this passage, I think there are three things. I don't know whether David pointed that out. It was like 15 years ago when Citywide became Citywide. But I think there are three things that Isaiah says are necessary if you are going to enlarge the place of your tent. The first one is that you don't hold back 
and you stretch your tent curtains wide. What that means is you make it really clear you want people to come. It's possible, you know, to run a church in a way that makes it clear you don't really want people to come. But I, I think the part of our task as Citywide Baptist Church is to work out what does it mean to be a church where it's clear we want people to join us. The second thing he says is that you need to lengthen your cords. What that means is we need to, it's like you picture a tent and you, you need to lengthen our, strengthen your capacity, uh, prepare the tent to grow. Get the, get the, get the, guy ropes so the tent can actually move you need to lengthen and build the capacity build your capacity to grow but the the third thing he says is you need to bung in those tent poles strengthen your stakes because the problem is when you grow and you invite all kinds of strange people to join you well things get complicated and people have different points of view And what's really important is to nail firmly the important stuff. One way of trying to uh, cope with having lots of different points of view is to avoid talking about the difficult stuff. And you can get so far by doing that, but today we're actually going to talk about how you, you cannot follow Jesus and avoid the truth. So... What's really important is this for us to nail strongly what the truth is. What, are the, what does it mean to strengthen the very foundations? And so as we were praying and preparing for this year, our sense is those three headings are kind of what we're needing to be focusing on. We're needing to be making it clear everybody's welcome at Citywide. You want to work out what it means to follow Jesus, you're welcome here. We want to be a place where it's clear the tent curtains open wide. But we also want to be doing the work so we can expand the capacity we have and we want to nail the foundations, make sure we don't lose the important stuff. So they're the, they're the headings we've got. Now, uh, this is where... this. Have you got this bit of paper handy? We, this is the first time we've done this. Uh, hope it's helpful. Uh, you'll notice on the front, we're saying 2024 is a year to share... And there's the acronym, speak the truth in love, have space, actively listen, reflect grace and encourage. We have these three acronyms we keep coming back to because as best we can tell, following Jesus isn't just about having a nice uh, spiritual experience. It is actually about what does it mean for my life to reflect Jesus. And there are three aspects to that. There is what does it mean to focus on Jesus, Christ, what does it mean to, for me to step into the mission, the calling that God has on my life? But also, what does it mean to be in community? And we're really going to focus on this year, what, that question. What does it mean to be in community? And in particular, these uh, four things, which we'll be starting to talk about today. As part of the getting the foundations right, you'll see on the back here, we're going to... Uh, this is the first time we've done this. We've let you know what we're going to be talking about for the year, uh, looking at what the teaching themes are for the year. Before I talk too much about uh, what we're doing in the English congregation, we're going to invite Paul Ray up at Lena Valley, and he's also working out for the, the uh, Nepalese congregation. If you're just watching, you may not be aware, we are one church with 
three distinct congregations and that we are so proud of our Nepalese congregation and the way that they are calling us to think bigger and differently. And Paul has been wrestling with what does it mean to get the foundations strong for the Nepalese congregation. So Paul, tell, tell us about what's going to be happening in the teaching or the preaching in the Nepalese congregation. Uh, 2020, uh, also a very interesting year for us, for all our Nepalese congregation and our city-wide congregation. So my teaching uh, theme focus this year is Christ uh, calling and community and also uh, the church leadership roles and responsibilities. So uh, this year, I'm going to encourage our congregations uh, to identify our calling. Uh, calling is, uh, is, is of us. So God has chosen us and God has given us uh, uh, as, a, uh, as a gift of the Holy Spirit and the ministry gift. So I want to encourage our congregations to identify our calling. So, and also I'm going to, uh, this, all the sermon series will be in, uh, uh, sermon will be in series. So, this is main uh, theme. So, Christ, uh, calling and community and church leadership roles and responsibilities. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Thanks, brother. I am so grateful that Paul is one of our leaders. I learned so much from him. And can you see he's wrestling with how do we get the foundations of what we're meant to be as a church clear for the Nepalese community? You'll see for us, we're heading in a similar direction with a particular focus on the community side of that, the share. And for the next five weeks, each week you'll get one of these cards. And on the back of the card is a series of questions that are based around our understanding of discipleship. That the journey of becoming like Jesus means you need to learn to reflect on where you are now, recognise you know, what God might be saying to you, make some choices and then do it. It's not complicated. Uh, you know all this stuff. But, but for each one of these uh, acronyms, we have a card that just helps you think through, what would it mean if I actually took this stuff seriously? What would it mean if I was a person? Today we'll be talking about what would it mean if I was a person who actually spoke the truth in love and that was part of my character. Uh, so we're starting there with our teaching. We're also, as we work on strengthening the stakes and getting the foundations firm, uh, we're also going to be taking a dive back into the Old Testament because uh, one of the things that really struck me as I read the New Testament, is the number of times the New Testament refers to the Old Testament, and sometimes really specifically. There's a moment where the disciples are walking along the road with Jesus, on the road to Emmaus, and, and, and Jesus is explaining to them from the Scriptures, from the Old Testament, all that it said about him. When I was a young, I remember being a kid, reading that and thinking, I never saw the name Jesus in the Old Testament. So what does that mean? Well, I actually think it's really important for followers of Jesus to know how the Old Testament is part of God's big story and how it specifically is pointing to what Jesus did and fulfilled. So we're going to take some time doing that, not only doing that, but also as we start in Genesis and work our way through the Old Testament, talking about the different kinds of literature there are in the Old Testament. Because not all Old Testament books are the same. They do different things. So we're going to see if we can get, a, get our foundations firm so we're not just picking 
favourite verses, but as followers of Jesus, we want to be people who find our place in the big story of what God's up to. So we're going to dive into the Old Testament. We're also going to be really wrestling with what community says. In the middle of the year, we're going to spend uh, about eight weeks just in one chapter of the Bible, in Romans chapter 12. And the very uh, practical ways it says, this is how you guys have to learn to get along with each other. This is what it means to be in community. Uh, After that, uh, we're going to do something that I've been avoiding for quite a while, uh, and that is preach on the book of Revelation. Uh, the reason I've been avoiding it for a, quite a while is that there's lots of different opinions about it, uh, and it, has, it becomes often a bit of a point of contra- controversy in the Christian church. But I know we, don't, we want to be a church where we don't avoid the difficult conversations. Uh, and I actually think, as you get into it, the book of Revelation is written to small churches who are trying to be faithful in the face of a massive empire that is trying to head them towards uh, money, sex and power. They're the, 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 the major threats coming into the, the church in the book of Revelation. And so we also are in a world that is trying to get us to focus on money, sex and power and you might find that what God was saying to those churches through John will be relevant and I think is relevant to us now. So we're going to spend some time, in order to do that, this will be the first time we've done it like this, we're going to use a book uh, by uh, uh, one of the most respected New Testament scholars who's written a, 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 a very accessible book called Revelation for the Rest of Us. Anne and I have both been getting into it and finding it really helpful. Uh, and I'd encourage you to read along uh, because what he does because uh, is sort of rather than starting at verse 1 and going to the, chapter, the end of chapter 22, he just pulls the themes out and, he, and helps you sort of work out, okay, what is, you know, the, who is the beast and, and, you know, what's the dragon and how does all that work and who are these churches and what's going on. But he, he puts it back and he does the work to show us in the first century how would people have heard this? What would they, how would they interpret it? So it's going to be a big, a bit of a focus on the Bible, but I really encourage you to, to uh, if you can get that book, Revelation for the rest of us, I reckon it'd be worth a read. I, I actually cheat and I often just listen, I use audio books and that, I find that easy when we're going for a walk or whatever. Now, the other things we'll be talking about is a bit more of the practicality, the beautiful mess of our community and the promised hope of Christmas. Not only we're we going to come back to the Old Testament at Christmas time and look at not only where the uh, Old Testament was pointing towards Jesus, but where it was specifically pointing towards Christmas. And we're going to talk about Christmas in the Old Testament. So that's kind of the, the way, one of the ways we're wanting to nail in the foundations this year is we really get into the stuff that's important focused around the story we find ourselves, God's big story, but also the practicalities of community. The other thing, has everyone got one of these? This is a, 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 it was five years ago, we did a foundations course here at Citywide Baptist Church. Uh, Part of what God is inviting us into is to connect more with other churches. Uh, And we, we've, we're just part of a pretty profound time up in Burnie with a one-week version of this course. There are, if you'd like a copy of this, Pete's going to just stick your hand up and Pete will bring it around. Starting in uh, May, we're going to one night a week on a Wednesday night really encourage our small groups to join us if, we, if they can. 
uh, here at Citywide, but at lunchtime, uh, over at, we're going to encourage our small groups who are, or people who are available during the day over lunch to join us at Hobart Baptist Church because we're going to be running this course in partnership with Hobart Baptist Church. Chance to meet people you wouldn't normally meet on a Sunday morning. And I just don't know, in terms of nailing the foundations, that's why it's probably, it's called foundations. The whole point of this course is what would happen if you took the Bible seriously in every aspect of your life and how would things change? This is not a course about getting your head full of ideas. It's a course about what does it actually mean? And at and at the end of every unit of that course, uh, you are invited to think, okay, how do, what would happen if we took this seriously? We'll tell you more about it as we come closer, but we're going to do it a little differently in that we're going to do it at a slower pace. We're going to take a week off uh, every month uh, and we're going to take school holidays off. So we'll do it over a longer period of time and it'll be happening both at night time uh, and at lunchtime. So you can choose, are you more a daytime person or a nighttime person? But we'd love our small groups to consider being part of that. And if you're not part of a small group, we'd love you to come and it's a great way to get to know people and, and work out what does it mean to take the Bible seriously at a, at a different kind of level. I, I don't know how many times I've done this little course, but I have never yet done it. No, that's not true. I was going to say I've never yet done it and it hadn't changed my life. There was one course I did when I was trying to crack on to my wife. <laughs> and uh, I didn't pay much attention to the course. That's <laughs> but apart from that, all the other times, it's been life-changing. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, that is true. That was definitely life-changing for the better. Um, uh, we, we, in terms of strengthening the stakes, there's going to be some other things we'll be working on. We're going to, uh, we've got a little team together working on how do we move next steps with the backyard here at Mornington and be good stewards with that. So we're telling you more about that as we get closer to the AGM. The structural changes, you'll find the elders are going to start to be a bit more prominent uh, and take more of an initiative with uh, pastoral and spiritual leadership in the church. And I'm grateful for the way the trustees are emerging um, and we're going to be keep working with our Nepalese congregation to work out how do we continue to become one church. Some of the ways we'll be expanding our capacity, the lengthening our cords. We're going to intentionally be, uh, as I said, connecting with our other churches, not only other Baptist churches, but we, we're at a point with our youth work where we need to change gears. We, we're needing to do things differently. We are actively searching for the right person to be a, a youth and children's worker for the church. But we're also looking at whether we can partner with other churches. Because when it comes, when you're a young person, it's certainly ha it's handy to have a, a bunch of kids. Like, it's fun. And we want to, we want to see if we can grow uh, a partnership. We have, God's been, hard to describe the way God has been work, helping us work together across the Eastern Shore particularly, but across Hobart with the other churches. And we're trying to work out are there ways we can partner with that. Our young adults are talking about doing things differently too. They're talking about restructuring. So for those of them that want to take their faith more seriously, they're going to create a space every week where they can get together and have real fellowship and wrestle with what does it mean to follow Jesus. I'm so proud of them, aren't you? They're really stepping up the game. And one of the things interesting we're hearing about the call to the mission field, we sense it might be right for us as a church to encourage our young adults to take a mission trip at some point. 
in the, in the not-too-distant future. So we invite you in to be praying about that with us. I I'm, will tell you more, but I'm so profoundly grateful for the way last year our tithes and offerings grew, uh, our mission giving grew, and on top of all that, we did the fundraising to replace the carpet and replace the air conditioning, which I'm pretty sure they're appreciating this morning at Lena Valley. Uh, and uh, our sense is, we, we, as we work on expanding our capacity, we'll tell you more about it, but we need to replace the signs here at Mornington. We need to paint the building uh, and we need to get replaced, we need signs at Felina Valley as well. So we, we're going to be launching a, an, another fundraising campaign to be praying and seeing what does it mean for us to move forward, particularly as a whole lot of people are connecting with us online and one of the really helpful things for, us, for them is if they can find us. Uh, and so having signs that make it clear where the church is, both at Lena Valley and Mornington, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, the signs out the front uh, are getting so faded that it's getting hard to read them. So we're going we're to have to do some work on that. Uh, apparently, uh, we need 160 litres of paint and a bunch of painters to paint the building. We'll, we're, not yet def- we're not yet sure about what the colour's going to be. We'll, we'll have those sort of discussions. Have you noticed that often in churches, those sort of discussions are the most complicated ones? Anyway, we won't, we won't, we won't get too far down that path. But we'll be heading, trying to do some more capacity building uh, and in just a minute, I'm going to invite you to be reflecting on what you sense God is saying. A couple other things in terms of us stretching our tent curtains wide. Uh, we, are, we noticed our church camp has become a highlight for the year. It's been really encouraging. We've had 100 and, uh, I think 110 of us there last year. Um, but we're a church of, we, we have 100 and, I think it's 180 members or something, and and there are about 300 people who call us home. So we want to try something. We, we want to do it, instead of doing a camp every year, we want to try every second year to do a big day out. Because it's just a bit easier for people not to, for those who can't make it up to uh, Poatina for the camp. So this year, you'll notice on here, on the 12th of October, we are planning a big day out. That also will include... Uh, the couple of things that are non-negotiable, uh, the Australians have to beat the Nepalese again in soccer uh, and continued our ownership of that trophy. I, I say that with tongue-in-cheek. I'm fairly sure we're going to get beaten uh, at some point because they actually know how to play. Uh, uh, and and we, we just have the benefit of some big blokes who, who uh, when you run into them, you bounce off if you're spoiler. Um, but with that, we'll have that. And we'll also have the family concert and a bunch of other activities but we're going to just do one day for that. And as Dan already mentioned, we are really praying with one of the things we haven't, that was really there's two things we haven't done well, despite the fact we knew that God was saying that this is what we need to do. Uh, one is, we know, as we had a time of listening prayer with our leaders, uh, with our youth leaders, and, and their sense was, we really don't want our youth to be siloed. We want our youth and young, adult, young adults to be part of the whole church. And so, Building that intergenerational community, I love, I really love the fact that our band is, and, and our tech team and everyone is, is made up of uh, people of all ages and that's the church we want to be. But we, we want to strengthen that. We've still got a way to go with that intergenerational thing. We still, our small groups tend to be kind of age-ish, not, every, not all small groups and, and uh, I'm so grateful that, you know, 
the Wednesday lunch group has at least one or two people that turn up who don't fit the, the normal demographic of slightly older. Uh, or that the and every now and then an older person will turn up at the pods group or which is we want to do more of that but we also the other thing that God has made clear to us is we've got to get better at loving our actual neighbors like the people you live near uh, it, it's not that when, when God's when Jesus said love your neighbor uh, he, he, he meant more than the person you live next to but he didn't mean less than that and and one of the real challenges for us as followers of Jesus is often being situated in a neighborhood and loving our neighborhood the people you see every day at the shops or you drive past and wave to that those people and, we, and we've had a couple of cracks at doing different things but we're talking with Claremont Baptist Church, who incidentally are going through a real time of growth at the moment. They've got a whole bunch of multicultural people coming and joining the Claremont Baptist Church. It's really exciting. And we're talking with Hobart Baptist Church about joining us for dinner together and trying an experiment that starting in April, uh, we will base dinner together in geographic areas. Based, so you'll have 15 or 20 people in a lounge room sitting around really... And it's still the same thing, an hour and a half on a Friday. Uh, but you'll stay with that same group of people who live near you uh, for the seven weeks. And we, as a churches, we want to see what would, what would happen if people who live near each other actually got together and uh, shared together, shared a meal and got to know each other and actually wrestled with, is God asking us to do anything in the neighbourhood? And it would be okay if it's clear, no, he's not. But we really want to encourage people who live in the same town or suburb or area to get together with others from Hobart Baptist Church and Claremont Baptist Church as well who live in that same block or town or city or suburb. So they're some of the ways. There's a bunch of other things you'll notice, but they're some of the major things we're talking about. There's a whole, like there is a whole lot of other things I'd love to have time to share with you about. I've got to say just from um, Pastor Paul is wanting us to pray about doing a major mission trip to Nepal in 2026. Uh, so he would want to share that and have that in view. Uh, so we'll talk more about that as we get close. Um, but our task is to together say, Jesus, what are you saying? And before we dive into just the, the second bit of what I'm wanting to share with you, and we just briefly talk about what it means to speak of the truth in love, I want us as a church to get in the habit of stopping and asking God, what are you saying? Uh, and you, this may not be something to practice you're used to, but I encourage you just to, to what, what we're going to do is put up a QR code now and, and what I'd invite you to do is just to stop and think, okay, if, if, what would Jesus want to say to Citywide Baptist Church right now? And is there a word or a, a phrase that you think Jesus would want us to hear right now? Because what I love you to do, pull out your phones, use that QR code, and you'll notice that there'll be some people who are a bit reticent to pull out their phones because they don't love mobile phones. If there are people like that near you, do you want to ask them what their answers would be too and, and, and chuck them in for them? But just to take a moment, it's just to stop and say, Jesus, what, what do you want to say to us as a church? What, for this group of people, as we start this year together, what is it you want us to hear? So... We're going to take a moment, so I really, I really mean it. Pull out, pull out your phone right now, use this QR code 
and see if and what is going to happen is our answers are going to appear on the screen together uh, and we'll just get a sense I don't know I have no idea if there are themes that and, and often with this sort of stuff there will be themes that Jesus is trying to speak he'll be saying a similar kind of thing to a number of different people we're going to take a moment oh, we might put the QR code back up there Dale it's take, it's, it takes a little while the other thing you can do if you find the QR code difficult, you can go to menti.com and use the code, those numbers in it. That'll get you there as well. But I encourage you, this is our chance. Our task as Citywide Baptist Church isn't to come and hear some guru say, these are the 10-point plan, but to be wrestling with Jesus, what are you saying to us? And we'd love you to put, use your phone. Even if you're visiting this morning, can I ask you to, give it, to bless us? And just take a minute and, and, and write down, using your phone, what it is God would be saying, you think God would want us here. And if you're not used to just asking Jesus those sort of questions, I, I find it's useful just to ask the question and sit and hear what, you, hear what you hear and then let... Sometimes it'll be the first thing that pops into your mind or your heart. And, but what you'll know is if, it's, if it is God talking, there'll just be a, a, a quiet strength to it. There'll be a quiet strength to it. And, and that's the word we'd love to hear from you. So let's, it's going to take a moment to do this and, and let's just start to see what sort of answers are starting to pop up. It's interesting, community contests secular community. It's great to come together as, as we let, really, isn't it helpful just to hear, this is what people's sense is of what God would be saying to us. Prayer is a major theme. Forget image. Be honest, be welcoming. Be real. Reach out. We've had 42 responses. Just, we, want, we want to keep doing it. And if, just say, if you're watching online, we'd love to hear from you too. We really want to hear as many... We, this is just a moment for us as a church just to stop and just see what, what's our sense of what Jesus is saying to us. The, we'll be sending this to the elders and trustees so they have your voice and as, as they're thinking through the, the future. Contest secular community. I imagine that is give an alternate view, which is what the church is meant to be. Um, to what community means. That's really encouraging. Thank you so much for doing that. And can I just say, as a church, if we, we would love you to be doing that regularly, saying, Jesus, what do you think, what is it you want to say to the church? <laughs> and please just share that with any of the pastors or elders. We, we need your prayer. Share it with the trustees. But you might find that Jesus is saying, hey, I've got a job for you to do. And... At Citywide, we are a place where we do this together. Churches, there are no experts on this journey. We do this together. So I'd love you to keep praying and we will feel free to keep uh, feeding in there.